0: Good evening and welcome back to another edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. After a couple of weeks off, um, I'm Todd, I'm joined as always by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? Oh, nothing.
1: Just, uh, I guess, looking forward to the tournament. March Madness was, was pretty exciting. We we're recording this on a Monday night and just watched that buzzer beater. Todd knew that Furman was the
0: dagger of all daggers if we you're a Furman fan, but it was pretty exciting if you're, uh, if you're a neutral. Yes. And and, uh, more relevant to us, we just watched in our own conference, uh, Georgia State Mm -hmm. Panthers punch their ticket to the dance uh, with a win over Louisiana. Congratulations to Georgia State. Um, Spoiler alert, we're probably going to talk some Georgia State athletics next week. Uh, Should be pretty fun. Um, And I I think, I think actually, Rob, I saw the women's tournament was won by UT Arlington, who will not be in the conference. So I'd be fine if Jamie just slotted right into winning the conference tournament next year. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they put they against Delaware. I think that's that's within reason. Yeah, yeah. So we took a week off last week. Um, I was out of town, um, enjoying myself a little bit while the world falls down around us. Um, I was thinking of Doctor Abbott, Rob, quite a bit the last few weeks. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, sure he has some thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Yes, um, but. We're glad to be back. Uh, we're going to have fun tonight. Obviously, the biggest thing tonight, we have—we are the last ones to this party. You've probably heard this in other outlets already. Um, but we are here to triumphantly celebrate the 2022 James Madison football schedule. Which, Rob, we've like speculated on this and talked about this for as long as we've been doing this podcast. Yeah. and But to actually see it in print was like, I was like, wow. Like, it's, I don't know. We, we'll get to in a cool, second, it like, a yeah, It's pretty cool, isn't it? It's a whole other just, level. Of, it's just fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah really fun. Um, and we're just going to catch you up on sort of the end of some winter sports and looking ahead to next year. Uh, we'll kind of reset where a few spring sports stand right now and then get to, you know, just a little bit of gushing about um, the football schedule, uh, setting us up for a really fun spring of looking ahead. So uh let's see. We did want to say, as always, we are brought to you by Mossy Creek Fly Fishing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Um, you can go by the shop anytime. Please do. Please mention the podcast. Um, those guys love to hear about it. They're big JMU fans and they love to know that we're all out there. I, I did say, Rob, it was like super windy today. I know all around the state it was windy up here, down there, everywhere. But they had like they had a group out. I think they had a group of eight out today, and I heard they they had even good Good reports today from Mossy Creek, Beaver Creek, Smith Creek. All the kind of sprint. It is definite, like time right now. It is. Um, it's prime time in the Valley. Yeah, and uh, and they're actually they're also bringing back that F three T fly fishing tour, the film tour. Mm-hmm. So it comes to Harrisonburg, um, uh, yeah, Court Square Theater in Harrisonburg on Friday, March eighteenth at seven o'clock, um, and they're going to do a whole like pre show event at the shop and they're going to have raffles at the show and stuff that you could be a part of. So definitely like go, you know, check out the Mossy Creek website um, for tickets and anything you um, might need or to go down and be able to see uh, the film. It, I think those are really cool every year. They've been doing this for a couple of years. Um, it's fun. Been, yeah. Kind of I, I go off up here every year for them. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I, it's been virtual the past two years. Um, where you just kind of get a code and you can stream it at home for 48 hours or something, and that that's fun. But it is really fun to go nice. in theater, uh, in person events, and deal with all of the you know every fly mm-hmm. shop has the giveaways, and it becomes like a big party. But even if you're just like dipping your toes into the water mm-hmm. of fly fishing, it's really fun to check these out. They're kind of like fun like travel travel logs. A lot of the films, and then there's always cool ones on like the environmental impact and conserv- uh, conservation. So I don't know. Check it out. Yeah. It, it's a fun event for fun films and a good time for
0: sure. And uh, yeah, I feel like it's like the I don't know. We we grew up on like the Warren Miller ski films. This is like the fishing version of that, right? It is. <laughs> you know, it right? very much is. Yeah, it's a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And which I, I've gone to those in so. theater as well. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Big thanks to Mossy Creek. Um. Please go promote us to them. Um. They love to hear from you and love to talk to you of sports. So, look, Rob. The basketball season has sadly come to an end for the men. Um, the women's will be over mercifully soon. Uh, I think we ought to start there. You know, I, I don't know if you had anything to say. I just, you know, I think we have an obvious season highlight or or two from the men's side, right? Um, well, I mean, clearly you got the UVA win, which was a big deal. Um yes. it, and I think you could feels- arguably say just the whole opening of the arena, like the true opening, you know, yeah. but, but yeah, the UVA win was a, was a highlight worthy of, I mean, that would be a season highlight, even in, even if JMU were in the tournament and say lost in the semifinals, I think we would look back and say that was the highlight of the season. Right.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. It's also, it was one of the few games where they had the full complement of players, you know, and it to me, that's kind of, I, I don't mean to sound like sour grapes are making excuses, but It was tough this year as a fan to get that hyped about this because every time you turned around, they were losing somebody else. They went on pause for 20-something days. Um, Clearly the results, the win-loss results, were not where we wanted them to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's pretty difficult. I'll kind of give them a pass, and I know a lot of people will disagree with that, and that's fine. It's their prerogative, and you you are what your record says, I guess. Mm -hmm. But this was a really unique year. Um, yeah, there's still reason to be optimistic. I really like Strickland coming back healthy next year. Mm-hmm. I think they've got some some decent talent. Um, this was weird, though, you know, that big pause, you're playing for absolutely nothing. Yeah, it's just, it it's hard to maintain that day in, day out intensity that you need for conference play when there's really nothing on the line. You know, it's, there was still the outside shot of could they play their way into maybe an NIT or, or. big Uh, Eh. but that really went away pretty early, pretty early, you know, due to, you know, some, some ones they let get away, but also just kind of circumstances. So I don't know. It's just a weird year. I'm not going to get too bent out of shape about it. Um, I still think the trajectory of this program is Mm -hmm. looking up and I certainly think we're in better hands under Byington than we were uh, at any time during Rose tenure. And, you know, let's, let's wait and see how this goes next year. Yeah. Moving into a competitive but very winnable conference. Let's just leave it at that in the Sun Belt. Um, that's not a knock. Georgia, Georgia State, I think this was their sixth time dancing. If You said they got the big right. tonight, and the first time it's like 2018, 2019. They've had some deep mm-hmm. runs. That's a good program. They started off really slow. I think they started off like 0-4 in the Sun Belt, then turned around and really were a deserving team from then on. So there's some talented teams, but this is not – you know. Uh, a top mid-major basketball league.
0: It's it's no, an and it's not league. even He's like the some late. Yeah, it's not even like 2009 CAA, right? No. I mean, you know, in that way. Um, and I kind of feel much, the same. Yeah, go ahead.
1: It's yeah. like today. It's like today's CAA. Maybe you know, right there, kind of yes, like, yes, stuck in yes. that one bid territory where there's some there's some talent, but it's rather dispersed, and there's an opportunity for a team to really take control of this league. Um,
0: yeah, and I think one of the new, t- <laughs> of course, we're not going to talk because we have no sense of what's what the hell's going on with the other uh, future belt members <laughs> right <Yeah>. now, <laughs> right? I, I don't know. There are temporary restraining orders being thrown around. I'm I'm really confused. Um, there's a lot of forum shopping for uh, various court venues <laughs> going mm-hmm. on. Um, yeah, but yes, I feel like the James Madison Old Dominion. Uh, the northern part of the Sunbelt is, is, you know, has some real opportunity ahead of them mm-hmm. um, and looking forward to that for sure. Yeah. I, you know, I the one player I wanted to point out, Rob, I, I mean, I, I'm with you. I'm not down on the program at all. I think a lot of fans are like, well, why can't kids just like play hard? You know, they only get to play three or four months a year. But, you know, college basketball is a grind. Like those kids have been going hard since October one, basically. Yeah. And when you get to the middle of January and your season, there's nothing left to play for, and you lost a player or two. I mean, we are making excuses, but to me, that part of nothing to play for is the one that really hurt both the men's and women's programs this year. Yeah. Um, I just think it's hard to keep these kids head on straight. You know, like it's hard to grind that much through um, mm-hmm. the season. And big thanks to uh, Charles Falden, you know. Uh, Obviously, some enormous shots in the UVA, Old Dominion, George Mason games early in the season that I think a lot of fans will remember um, very fondly for years to come. Uh, You know, I I think he's the only one that is technically like not playing anymore. You know, my biggest concern for both programs, because I feel like, oh, shoot. Rob? Yeah. Oh, you're still there.
1: Yeah, I'm still there. Where is,
0: yeah, Um, my biggest concern for both programs is just the, um. you know, what happens in the, like, do they lose any? You player know, retention, do they lose? yeah. Yeah, player retention, right? And, uh, you know, we've heard previously, I think, you know, we talked to Coach O on the women's side, because I feel the same way in the women's season this year. Um, maybe a little more frustrating because they had some more veteran players, um, but they also had some sort of, in, you know they didn't have a consistent lineup throughout the season, and and then once they lost a few games, they were really. They, they knew they weren't looking at much of a future in March.
1: Yeah, um, the wind kind of got taken started, out of their
0: sails. Yeah, they did, and um, just really hopeful that both programs can can hold the program together. I mean, I you know look at the transfer portal in all the sports in college, and basketball first and foremost. You know the likelihood is they're going to lose a couple of kids. Um, but you hope they can maintain their core and maybe bring in more than they lost because I really think there's an opportunity for both programs in the Sun Belt immediately next year. Um, that doesn't mean we're predicting them to win or anything, or that we really are that knowledgeable about what's ahead. But I just I, I don't want to lose any faith in either of these coaches at this point. Um, you know, I certainly think Coach O's earned the first year in the Sun Belt before we start freaking out. And I, on the other side, I, I'm with you. If anybody knows how to address the Sun Belt, it's Coach Byington. <laughs> yeah. you know. So um, I don't know if he'll be welcomed back with open arms or not. But, uh, but it, 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 I'm sure it was. Um, oh man, he, he's got to have some feelings on that too. So well,
1: well I want to key on something you said. Where, like, we're like we're not predicting they're going to win it, and I absolutely agree. We're definitely not trying to do that. But there's no reason to think that any team in college basketball in 2020. To 23 season, you know, going into next year, can't be optimistic. You know, this is a winnable league, and the transfer portal works both ways. And we yeah. don't like to talk about this aspect of it, but chances are there's going to be some guys and gals who have tough conversations with their coaches and decide that, you know, their their future as a college basketball player might not be at JMU, um, yeah. and that's going to open up opportunities to improve the roster. So kind of like it works all the way around. So I think JMU. In both programs, should certainly be looking forward to competing. Um, not going yes. in there as the presumptive favorite, but certainly not thinking that it, it's too big of a hill to climb. They're not going to the to the big ten, you know. No, right, right. It's right, a right. It's a good league, you know. And that right. goes for everybody. I mean, Georgia State won it, they could get one or two stud transfers, come back. Like everybody's right there, but right now it's kind of there for the taking. It's for just sure. who's gonna
0: step up and do it. Yeah, actually, the Louisiana team that they beat tonight, um, who was like the seven or eight seed in the tournament, yeah. you kind of look at it, you're like, eh, what, what was this like a fluke? It, I was reading a little bit about it going into tonight's game, and that's a team that had a couple of like high major transfer SEC and ACC transfers, yeah. and their coach had talked about it. Just took them a little bit this year to kind of figure mesh. out everybody, yeah, to mesh, to figure out their roles, to figure out what the story was. Um, and they had really put it together here down the stretch. And then in the tournament, like the coach was kind of saying like, yeah, we were the eighth seed, but we weren't surprised to make the final, you know, like we had kind of hoped this might come together. And, mm-hmm. and that was totally a transfer portal story, basically.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and so, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, if JMU just returned the players that they had this year and bring in, I, I think you've already told me there's one or two kids coming in you're kind of excited about. Yeah, they
1: got a six. I, I, it certainly eight, six seems like they could be Nevada.
0: competitive next year if, if the mm-hmm. team is healthy and put together, you know, roughly equivalent to the way they started this season. Um, yeah. And I, and I do think I, there's no doubt. I mean, one thing we saw this year, for better or worse, I mean, the JMU fan base and the student part of that fan base started to get a taste of what's possible you know, what has been possible in the past at JMU and what is certainly possible in the future at the Atlantic Union Bank Center going forward. And I just think the overall excitement about going to the Sun Belt and everything is going to, ca- you know, that's going to carry into the enthusiasm in the building next year, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm just, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. But I'm, <laughs> I I just just wanted to wrap up basketball season by saying, I mean, we're not, you know throwing anybody out or asking for any, any major changes at this point. Um, you know, coaches can go visit the whiteboard and figure out what they have to do, but you know, from at least from where we stand it uh, you know, despite our disappointment in the overall record, you know, this, th- it doesn't feel like all the years we tried to sort of shoehorn Brady or the Rowe era into better times, Rob, it just feels like a kind of a result of the way crap went down this year. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just think and, it,
1: it's a reset next year. It's pull the bandaid off, start fresh in the sun Belt, And yeah. none of this stuff matters.
0: Yeah. If either one of those programs are under 500 next year, we'll have a much different conversation on March 7th, 2023. Exactly. Um, you know, but right now I'm not in any, you know, I'm not on the message ports right now about this. So that's no. all. Yeah. Um, and with that, we should, we should touch a little bit on some spring items. Um, I did enjoy Rob Lacrosse just absolutely taking Ohio State out behind the woodshed this weekend. Yeah, was a good time. Um, the Ohio remember, State, yeah, yes, the Ohio State University. He got their ass beat by Jamie Lacrosse, like just a avalanche of goals. Um, I think Isabel Peterson had five. Um, I, I assume that's a lot in lacrosse, Rob. <laughs> no, that yeah, that's that's plenty. That's, that's plenty. A, it's a decent day, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they had multiple hat tricks in the game um, from players. So good to see them. You know, look, they lost that game to North Carolina. They lost one that they probably would like to have back. But they're three and two, ranked twenty first. Everything is kind of all systems go again. Um, they have a couple games at home this week. They play Penn State this week, and then they play Rutgers at home on Saturday um, at one. So anybody who gets a chance this weekend should get on out to Centerra Park and. Cheer on the women. Um, this is a team, probably just given what we've seen from softball, and we'll get there in a second. You know, this is probably the team, th- the last team of the CAA era now that has a real chance at a postseason berth. Um, I don't know. We-, we can talk. We can. I- I'm sure there are other teams that get mad at me for saying that so far. Maybe they have the most realistic chance at this point. Yeah, um, be a better way of saying it. So you know, they seem to be just. Everything's back on track. Things have calmed down. You know, they uh, – that was a big win. And it's – you know, you beat Penn State and or Rutgers this week. And I think they're really on track for everything that Coach Shelley, you know, was hoping for. So. Yeah, I think you're
1: sitting pretty – if you yeah. come out of this, what, five and two, you're, you're yeah, pretty pleased and you're on the right track.
0: And, you know, they, what, they play like six CA games, they could probably go five and one and still be okay. Yep. You know, they're just – in that, so yeah, that's pretty good. Um, the other exciting piece of news, uh, baseball has kind of turned it around, Rob. Yeah, I, I they know they've been playing the, pretty well.
1: Yeah, I mean, they I mean, dropped the they one a, over the
0: weekend, to, dropped a big uh, one. They, they lost, but but it's as you pointed out to some fans I saw on Twitter, like baseball and softball are weird because you play a lot of games, yeah, <laughs> and like everybody loses some games, yes. <laughs> like, nobody undefeated undefeated. And, yeah, nobody goes undefeated, right? like. Texas loses games, you know, like everybody loses games, right? Cause you just like professional baseball. Um, sometimes you have to throw pitchers who don't belong out there, you know? Yeah. And, and once you get down, say eight runs, maybe you throw a bunch of pitchers out who don't belong out there, you know? Um, and that's how you lose 18 to one or whatever. Uh, so I, I don't know. I just, you know, the team's only lost four games, Rob. Like they lost three games to Florida state. Who's I think in, Number one, or like they're, they're like in the top five, they're contender, yeah, yeah. Um, and since then, and then they won six in a row, and then they lost to Quinnipiac, and then beat Quinnipiac, you know, split a series with Quinnipiac over the weekend. But like this, I, I was kind of excited, and, and that was even without they've been missing Chase of the last couple games. Um, it took a little knock in the outfield, it sounds like he's. Not it's not anything long term or season ending. They're just being cautious, it sounds like. Yeah, and I think uh Reef Snyder, their other like they've missed a couple of their players over the weekend. So like it sounds like you know, just I'm really glad for them. I mean, I think are they I think they're seven and four, but with three of those losses to Florida State, like okay, like let's go. You know, it's yeah. a good start yeah. for the program. Um absolutely, no, it's and, been and exciting, kind of exciting. It's a lot of runs. Yeah. Yeah. And I just like to see him keep doing it too. Cause I, I mean, I did see the, the, the mid major top 25, Rob, I did take a quick look at it and uh, let's just say the Sunbelt has a large presence, Yeah, (laughs) like four of the top 10 (laughs) like or whatever. Um, There's a lot of good teams that care a lot about this. I think there were like four in the top 10 and five in the top 25 for mid majors. So, you know, it would be exciting to see uh, Jamie baseball be a part of that in the future. And uh, would would certainly be better to like get this, you know, I'd really like to see them have a good year and like get this, you know, sort of the coaching hot seat out of the way and the program building in the right direction. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's them. an ex-
1: it's a it's a good baseball conference, and I don't know if you've if you've seen the other fans like they get after it in terms of the the uh, stadiums and the fans and the, the season tickets. Yeah, so, uh, did you ca- mm-hmm. did you catch the Louisiana Lafayette story? You know what I'm talking about?
0: No. They, they had $2 beers. No, daily, but I did see they, some tailgating from there. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. they – uh, love this Louisiana, already. So they had a um, big like a Friday yep. night game. They had $2 Natty Lights. And I think they ran out of beer in the second inning. <laughs> you know, so um, <laughs> I don't know. It's, like, they, they definitely get after it down there. That's – Frisco thinks that's unacceptable second inning but I don't think this was poor logistics this is probably just fans um really stepping up to the plate so yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: well and of course some of the I mean Southern Miss who will be coming with us uh, another team that takes it real seems to take it very seriously. I mean we know what Coastal who's won the whole damn thing. Um it's just a fun. It's that's going to be really fun. And uh yeah, I saw another thing yeah. today Rob with uh like best sports stadiums in the world or like most picturesque and your app state baseball mm-hmm. was on, was in the top 10 or so. Like again, yeah. And yeah, that was it, like, it's sports. crazy. Yeah.
1: Those, yeah. Those drone shots, uh, are whew, something something different. Yeah,
0: so that's going to be fun. And then lastly, we should mention, um, you know, look, it's been a learning experience for softball out of the gate. Uh, you know, I I'm the first one to say I was a little, Little too optimistic coming in, um, but I I have there's been some little sprouts and I I just was reading some comments from Coach Laporte today uh, from this weekend, and you could tell she's starting to feel like they're they're getting there they're getting closer and um you know I I don't know for them the most important thing they have a home tournament this weekend um, they're hosting an SEC school this weekend so just like lacrosse softball is home. Um, they're going to have the whole team from last year back on this Thursday for the start of that tournament for like the banner and the rings, whatever they're doing from last year, you know, they're finally home basically. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just, they missed an opportunity this weekend. They almost came back against GW. Uh You know, I'm not trying to paint too rosy a picture, but I think there's some growing pains for this group. And, uh, It's too bad. This is a team that really, probably, we're going to look back more than any other team this year and say, it's really too bad they don't have the CA opportunity at the end of the season um, for this young group. But I also think they they're building towards the they they probably are more building towards the future than a lot of these other programs in the sense they know they're going to a bigger softball conference and I don't know. I'm just a little hopeful still.
1: Well, it's this is a case where the nothing to play for, which yeah, it it might be heading that direction very shortly if it is not there already. If we're being honest, um, yep, it could it could work in their favor for a young team because then you sure. just put the focus on improving day in and day out, and everybody trying to get better. And it's not as much about the pressure of oh my gosh, we need to we need to get the at large. it's just like hey, we need to get better as a team. So mm-hmm. uh, I've got all the confidence in the world in coach support. This yep. is a rebuilding year. As excited as most fans were, nobody wanted to say that. I think now it's you know. A, few weeks yeah. in season it's pretty obvious that's the situation that's fine that happens in that sports you're not going to have the whole like oh we don't we re- rebuild we reload it's very rare you know there are very few programs that that actually happens for JMU has been one of them um, but now they're in a situation where for the first time in a while they're not they're not looking like they're going to run away with their there's no conference to run away with um, but that's fine it's all about prepping for next year and getting some at-bats and some some more time on the in the circle for some of these young players and we'll see where they are next year. Uh, no reason to panic, but yeah, it's it's clearly disappointing, but it's a long season. There's still plenty of time to improve.
2: Yeah.
0: And I also think there's a little bit of, I mean, my hope on this is just that, um, you know, last year's team, which we all, love, we will always love, but they were, and NGMU has been in the past, right? All these good teams the last 10 years have been heavily, heavily dependent on, Two, three, four players.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: like last year, you know, Alexander, Gordon, Juba's. Like after that, it got you know I, that's not a knock on the other players, but you needed those players to come through, and they came through in an enormous way in parts of the postseason. You know, um, and this year, I'm I'm kind of happy to see like if this is going to be a year where there isn't anything major to play for you're seeing the runs are starting to come from across the lineup a little bit in a positive way. Mm -hmm. And you know, these, all of these young players that are going to get to play and get to be a part of that uh, this year. But I mean, we're seeing Hannah Hennessy, Kayla Bozeman, Hallie Hall, like a lot of players are Emily Phillips, a whole lot of players are contributing right now. And I I'm hopeful it would also be fun. Look, maybe they, I don't know. They seem more capable than some of the other teams of having a little, uh, just we all know what happens when they get to the CAA, when this program gets to the CAA, it's not like men's basketball. We could say like, Oh, well they could just go on like a screw everyone tour because they're so much more talented where we saw that a little bit with football this year. Right. Like after mm-hmm. the CAA stuff went down, they were like, we're, we're going to try to do this. And they were just more talented than Southeastern Louisiana in the playoffs or whoever, you know, Yeah. Like, and maybe softball can mow some people down, even if they're not, you know, even if they can't ultimately make the big tournament. So uh, not 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 quitting on this season and, and looking forward to future years as well. So, but Rob, we got to get to the big news, which was, I mean, how did you, re- what was your first thought? Did you, when? I mean, you kind of knew what was coming, but when the football schedule came out last week and Jamie put out the tweet that had the full schedule with like the pictures of the logos on it. Did you have any, like, were you just like, yeah, okay. Like, glad to hear it. Or I, I, were you more like, like I did you was. ever stop and process it, it a
1: little bit? Like, No, I, I kind of was like, okay. Um, because I know, like, I was more excited when we found out that not only was Jamie going to the Sunbelt, but they were going to be playing a Sunbelt s- schedule. So for me, that, yes. that was it. Like, seeing it on paper is neat. But it okay. wasn't, there was no big shock. It wasn't like they snuck in a game, you know, at LSU or, or at Southern Cal or like that, it's a, what you see is what you get, and it's a good schedule. It's just it's more like deep breath, like ah, oh, this is all going to be worth it. Like there aren't a bunch of duds. It isn't like oh man, you know let, let's try to plan around the one you know good game we can get. Let's all argue about it with our season ticket group because there's only one like, one home game worth going to. There's a lot of good games there's at home obviously, but um there's also intriguing road games it's just yeah it's just better it's just better overall like i don't know what to say like it, it, i don't mean to sound like non-plus that's not it it's just i was more excited months ago this is kind of the culmination seeing it was like okay yeah it's neat but <coughs> there's nothing shocking it's just solid week in and week yeah. out these are games yep. i'd want to watch and that's yeah I, I have not been able to say that honestly yep. for five or six years you know, they're yeah. I'd be excited, like, oh, that'd be fun and everything. But I'll, I'll I mean, if we're just going to, you know, take the truth yeah. serum. I haven't had a much problems, like, walking away from JMU football games uh, no. on a Saturday afternoon in the past couple of years. I'll tune in. I paid for flow. I'd watch it. But if something else came up, I'd be like, all right, whatever. You know, I'll catch, I'll rewatch it tonight when after everybody goes to bed or I'll watch it on the DVR if it was like, you know, for the other – and I knew I was going to watch it fast forwarding through entire series because I knew yes. it wasn't going to be competitive and like right. it just it wasn't that exciting. It was just the constant like, oh yeah, they crushed them again. Let's point out three or four things to be excited about. But it very rarely was like your heart in your throat at a James football game. It wasn't appointment viewing. Like no, it was not at all. No, it was not at all. Um, no, you know yeah. there were many times like I'd watch the first half, then get up. And, you know an hour before everybody else Sunday morning and rip through the second half. yeah um, this isn't like that. These are all compelling games, and I'm sure some of these teams will be better than we think, and some will be worse. yeah, that's obvious, but like they're going to compete, yeah you know, even if if Jmu has one of its best teams, these teams will compete against them. If Jmu doesn't have its best, they're going to have a really rough time. like this is just not a cakewalk schedule, and that's exciting. Like, that's me. Yeah. The that these are all going to be competitive games. And um, some of them are, Jamie, we could find ourselves, you know, halfway through the season looking at the second half of the schedule and being like, oh, Jamie Holy. could be a considerable underdog. You know, yes, this, this yes. game, the, the closer hosting Coastal. Yeah. That could be a really <laughs> right. uh, tough, like, opportunity to, to turn some heads. Yeah. You know, pull off an upset. At ODU, that's I think that's one of those ones where, oh. as the cliche goes, you know, they're going to throw out the records every time they finish up. Like, I think Jamie ODU has the potential to be that sort of like, hey, I don't care if one team's one and six and the other one is seven and zero. Oh, this is one we're all going to we're going to pay attention to because the teams are going to give it everything they got.
0: Oh yeah, so, it's, it's just better. It's just better yeah. overall. Yeah, I I had like a pro and a con on this. I my initial reaction, so I, I just hadn't we talked about who we were going to play and how great these rivalries and potential games might be, but actually seeing it on paper and, and still having the Louisville game on the schedule. Mm -hmm. The one thing I underrated was just how much of an anomaly the FBS game has been for so many years. Yeah. Like, like how much of it's been like, I really looked forward to Morgantown or to Chapel Hill or, you know, whatever the game was in a given year. And 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 what I didn't realize was how like like what you were saying, relative to the other games on the schedule, that was such a big deal in my own mind. We're mm-hmm. looking at this game, I was like, Oh, like Louisville's just a game on the schedule. I'm not yeah. sure that it's the best road trip on the schedule. Like yeah, I don't think so. Like I looked at the schedule and I was like, Man, if JMU could beat Middle in the first game, then they have Norfolk State, who they should beat in week two. They could go to App State, like, like if they if it a, a game at App State in late September, like they have a week off before that. Like if they were two and zero and App State is two and one or three and zero, like, holy crap, like that's as good as anything we've had in the regular season in ten years, you know? Yeah. Like that's uh, that's probably a more exciting. I mean, that is the kind of game that we will watch at home. Like if we don't go to Boone. We, we're going to set aside time to make sure we're watching that game live, you know, like, yeah, yeah like, exactly. Like that's the kind of thing where you're like, I want to watch that game. Like, I want to see everything about it, you know? Um, mm. And that's, we haven't even, you know, that's six weeks from Louisville at that point. Um, they're hosting Texas state, which is like, should be, a. I don't, I mean, of all the West teams, it's probably the one that like doesn't ring the bell, except that there's a Withers connection there, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um they go to Arkansas State. I don't have any like sense of that. That's the other West team they play. Um, but that's fun. Like that'll be on T like James Madison at Arkansas State seems like a fun game to me. Um they go to Georgia Southern, we know what Statesboro can be like. Rob, Marshall is our homecoming game. Yeah. I mean like that's the, that one really stood out to me. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is different. Like we're not playing Richmond for homecoming. We're playing Marshall, you know, like, yeah, like I, that's a big deal. You know? Um, I mean, that's a get you like homecoming sells out, but like it's cause it's homecoming or like family weekend. What I don't even know when family weekend is Texas state this year. Mm-hmm. Like they sell out cause of what they are. But Marshall at home is selling out because it's Marshall at home. Like it didn't need to be homecoming. You know, like, yeah. that's awesome. Like that's just really good stuff. Then they go to Louisville. Like you said, then they go to old dominion. I mean, honestly, that might be the best game on the whole. I mean, as you said, like pure rivalry situation, like that's just fantastic. And like, so, so I, I think our fans are, I think our Our Valley based fans are probably underrating how fun that game is going to be for our Richmond and Virginia Beach Hampton Roads fans. Yeah. You know, like that's a big, big deal again. And and then, you know, they finish with Georgia State. And like you said, they finish with two games at home in November. I'm like, the second thought I had after realizing how great the schedule was was like, holy crap, we could be like, two and seven when or when we get to the last two games, you know? Like I
2: like I really you. hope
0: we're like like I hope when we get Georgia State and Coastal Carolina at home at the end of the season we're still like, you know, reasonably respectable, you know? Um and that's I've not even me you. like predicting anything. It's just that like for the first time I'm like caught up like, oh man. Like this is hard. <laughs> like week after week after week this is hard. The know?
1: wheels could come off the schedule. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. You know, like um for any one of these teams. I mean, that's just when you when you're in a good league. The Sun Belt East, if mm-hmm. you have a couple bad games in a row, mm-hmm. your season can get away from you. Um I've heard same U fans say, Oh, you know, they're looking to this list at this, let's said eight wins. Eight wins man. No, no, no.
0: No. No. I wanna be I wanna that... keep our five hundred streak intact. I wanna keep our over five you know, if we get to we have eleven games, if we get to six and five, that'd be a great season for me. Um, I even I you know what I I wouldn't
1: I wouldn't consider it a failure even if it was four or five wins if it was no I I
0: wouldn't necessarily consider I don't want we got to see how that happens a little little bit you know as as always Uh, football's weird small sample size and all like you know they lose a game on a weird kick at the buzzer you know we'll we'll see as we go along but like you said Rob the one great thing is if they're four and six going into the last week and they're hosting coastal and coastal is 10 and one with Grayson with what's, is it Grayson McCall? I, I think the quarterback's coming back. Like he's coming back. Yeah. Right. They could be planned for a Sunbelt title game appearance. Yeah, That's a fun game, mm-hmm. right? That's probably on TV. If you know, like, and that's probably like, like, I mean, they're all on ESPN plus, but that's probably on like real TV. If coastal has, Real stakes, or Georgia State has real stakes those last couple of weeks in November. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, if if we got a Coastal or a Georgia State coming to Harrisonburg on a bitterly cold, you know, almost snowy day around Thanksgiving, with a chance to spring an upset, that's really fun too, you know. And and don't even get me started if we're, you know, if the right. team seven and three. And coastal's ten and you know nine to one, like don't even get you know <laughs> that's going to be out of control, right? So I, that's really fun. And and look, I mean, when they go to Louisville in November this year, which is you know pretty rare, I, I think we've only had one or two of those later season FBS games before. You know they could have real wins under them, like they could be coming off a win over Marshall. They could be coming off a loss to Marshall, but they, you know, I don't know. It just feels different. Like, it just feels totally like if you're a Louisville fan, it's not the FCS game on your schedule. It's a game on your schedule, right? Like, I don't know. It's, I just, it's so exciting to think about this. And, and, and if one of these games, like they go to Old Dominion. It's what we wanted. If they go to ODU and ODU kicks a field goal at the gun to beat us, I will be so salty. Like (laughs) after the, you know, because Old Dominion fans have had 10 years to lord over us that they beat us the two times before. Right. Mm -hmm. But like that's the kind of thing that builds towards the future, you know? I mean, and if we go, and and don't even get me started, if we go down there at, you know, with a paltry record and beat Old Dominion on the road. i'll be unbearable you know so like um you know like, yeah like i, I just I, I don't know i just it, the whole thing i mean just to think uh, to look at a schedule and see marshall at home for homecoming coastal to finish the season at home at old dominion at louisville at app state that is incredible like like what what are we talking about here this is wonderful so i this is just really really exciting and for me, it was it was a little different seeing it in in actual down on the paper. Like on the JMU website, here are the games. And and you and I both talked about Rob, our friends. Like you said, I've had people ask our, our like season ticket group has asked about the middle game, because they want to go to the mm-hmm. first game. But people have genuinely talked about like maybe we should go to App or we should go to Louisville. Right? Like we yeah. normally in a in a in a normal given year the only road game we really consider unless it's like a, you know, like when I lived in Greensboro, I went to Elon um, or we've been to Towson. But for the most part, it was like Richmond or the FBS game were the only like reasonable things where this year people are like, I might want, you know, we were all talking about going to Louisville and then we're going to, now we're going to app early in the season when we might still be, have a good record. And people are like, I might want to go to that. (laughs) you know, like. And and certainly people who said like I want to go to middle and then they saw Marshall as homecoming they're like, what are we doing for homecoming <laughs> you know yeah so I mean that's really fun and like you said I mean we'll see what I mean I think that's thank maybe Thanksgiving weekend when they play Coastal but yeah that's fun and uh and we haven't even gotten to all the teams in the you know that we may eventually play so just really cool um, and and I certainly was like. I would not have gone to the Norfolk state game, but this year I would, I'm like, I should probably go to the Norfolk state game to make sure I see us win. (laughs) Yeah. Like like that also, you know,
1: Guarantee to use your streamers that game. I guess.
0: Yeah. Like I need, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. My streamer, my streamer purchasing is going to have to tone down this summer a little bit, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I have no predictions on for the future uh, or the record or anything, Rob, I don't know if you have any, way too early thoughts on this no
1: if we're hovering plus or minus a couple games from 500 i think that's pretty good for a accelerated move to fps yeah and and again like i'm not trying to to lower expectations no Mm -hmm. i I kind of am actually that's exactly what i'm trying to do i think people (laughs) need to kind of slow their roll i think we've all set the bar very high and like pre-presidential
0: debate discussion
1: yeah <laughs> you know but it's like oh well we can go in there and it's winnable and we're great we're genuine we are but mm-hmm. we're doing this on a very short time frame and people are saying well app state went in there and they won in Georgia's other. it wasn't as good of a league back now nope. we're, we're walking into a really tough tough uh challenge and yeah i think eventually and eventually it might be two years three years it could be four or five i don't know mm-hmm. um but I just – I have my doubts that it's going to be next season. Like I just – I will gladly eat crow, and I hope everybody's making fun of me saying I have no faith. Fine, <laughs> I'll take it. But I just think that this is a – it's a challenging situation. It's normally a two-year transition. Mm-hmm. Jamie's doing it all in one year. Um, they're not – they didn't build like a soft schedule. It isn't a half-and-half half thing. They oh, no, this is not bore. soft at
0: all. They got the <laughs> you know? Weber State game is off the schedule. Like, this is, yeah, like I mean, full, they bore.
1: full <laughs> bore. Um, yeah, this is a FBS, you're already there sort of schedule, and that's mm-hmm. great. I love it. I they challenge themselves, and it's exciting for us as fans. Um, but I'm not one of those people who's expecting seven, eight, nine wins. I'm, I'm just not, I'll, I'll be thrilled, hope so, but five or six, and we see some guys step up and maybe some really good quarterback play. I would consider that a huge, huge success.
0: Well, that's my big thing. I got to, I got to get us through spring practice to the April 23rd is the spring game. Um, I got to see some, something from somebody at QB one. (laughs) Yeah. Before I like, that's the big question mark with this team for me. And I got to sort of feel like I have some confidence, you know, either in the transfer or one of the younger kids um, Yeah, before I, feel too good about it um, but a, but i just rob i, I also saw i, I saw jeff born i think it was born but it might have been kevin warner one of the jmu people put out some things about like they they have been pleasantly surprised by the ticket interest um that's been they've had a really strong early start to ticket sales um with this move and with this schedule announcement they've to the to the extent that they are like they said they're considering some ideas for the stadium. So I don't know exactly what that means. I don't think they're ready for, I mean, don't, we, we know that it does not mean the Godwin side yet. <laughs> um, and I don't know that it means like any kind of massive, you know, two comma investment in Wi-Fi. Um, <laughs> but like, but I was kind of excited to see that they thought like, we are so impressed with early sales that we are, really thinking about how to accommodate um, a different number of fans than we have experienced in the last three or four years in home games. Um, And obviously there's some, you know, there's some COVID stuff in that too, but that made me excited. And then the thing that got me really going, Rob, was what you said about the ODU game. And then when I was talking about the app game, I think arguably Louisville is the third, the Louisville game is the third best road game on the schedule this year right like and you could argue it's the that one i the could most stomach and, losing it not only can like, i it yes and by far the one i could most stomach losing but also yeah. like if i had to rank them in order of like which game would i most like to be at if jmu were to win that game like
1: it's third for me it's yeah. third
0: yeah I'd, I'd rather be at app or in norfolk for or, yeah like would if you know, if JMU beat ODU on the road, I'd rather be there than be in Louisville. Even if JMU were to beat Louisville, you know, I mean, that's the kind of like, that is the huge difference in this thing. And I, you know, if they win in Boone, holy crap, you know, like that, that is the kind of, I mean, like, I, I don't know, maybe they. Think that's a hard, it's a tall task, but I mean, I know we have JMU fans who like care deeply. We have some some Richmond based JMU fans who cared very deeply and very passionately about the spatter stomping. But let's be honest, I never got off my ass and went to the Richmond game since 08, 10, right? In the yeah. last 10, in the last decade, I wasn't going to the road trip. I wasn't doing a road trip to Richmond when my alternative was if I got one road game a year, my alternative was I could go to Morgantown or I could go to. Mm-hmm maryland or i could go to duke you know that was the one i got up for and this year i'm looking at that schedule and thinking why well, don't want to drive to kentucky when i could just drive to norfolk <laughs> you know like yeah. for an awesome road game that means something to me um that's just really cool i just that kind of stuff is going to be so so fun so I, and and i hope uh I, I was a little sad rob i guess we should end on i, I don't mean to end on a down note uh, before a little OT, but uh, I did see, easy, I guess you saw like field hockey is going to play an independent schedule next year. Yeah, that um, was a little bit of a bummer. Yeah, I was a little bummed about that. I, I you know, I, I was encouraged, I guess, by Bourne's comments that he, I mean, he was certainly putting a positive spin on it that he thought there were long term possibilities. I mean, as we know, as we see from Marshall, Southern Miss, and Old Dominion. Nobody's ever done like an immediate transition like this. And so I think there is some argument to be made that, especially in an era where field hockey is going to be an affiliate member of some conference, um, asking that conference to like reconfigure their entire schedule on the fly for an affiliate member is not, you know, like I, I'm hopeful that there's still better options out there. Um, the schedule they've put together for the fall is ambitious and I have no complaints <laughs> if I'm a field hockey fan, but I worry about what that means to their, you know, for them next year. And I sure hope they can get it worked out by the following season.
1: Um, well, trying to do this all in one year. Like you said, it was almost inevitable that something somebody. was not going to work out. And, yeah. and this is, this looks to be the thing that did not work out.
0: Um, yeah. Don't does, the LAX thing, right. The lacrosse thing almost worked out. Like, I mean, it's a dream scenario. Yeah. Um. But that's kind of a weird. The American lacrosse is. Uh, we've been following them now, and you know they have Florida and Vanderbilt from the SEC in that conference. Like, it's a weird thing already. Like nobody, there, there basically are no American teams in the American lacrosse. That's. I mean, that's lacrosse. lacrosse. You don't don't right. you? based on like I think uh, hockey's on like like the this Big Ten, and yeah. hockey's in the a lot like this. Lacrosse. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Um, but I just you know field hockey has. As proud a tradition at JMU as any other program at the school. Um, JMU's first national championship and, you know, just a long history of success. And I I hope they find somewhere good for them. And I hope, you know, if they have the, if they're good enough this coming year, they have a lot of talent returning. If they don't transfer, if they're good enough, I hope, you know, I hope the schedule they put together can put them in position to make the tournament. Um, feels like he's like a lot like lacrosse in that way where you, you know, there's a lot of at large teams if you're, if you're good. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I guess we'll see what happens, but, um, that's all I got tonight, Rob. I I, I was going to ask you, uh, the, I was inspired. I, I saw Jason Isbell, uh, respond to somebody's tweet about the biggest act they'd seen in a small venue. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if, um. I think he and his mother's was they went to see Garth Brooks at some kind of like county fair situation early on. Um, oh. And I was wondering if you had one of these, Rob.
1: Yeah, I, I, I probably told you. I've certainly I probably done it on the podcast before. I saw Beastie Boys at the rec center down the road from here in, in college. And I think I it was like, yeah, it was like, it was back when you, you remember like the weekend section that would come out on Friday in the post. And you'd go like, oh, yeah. through there for the movie times and all the concerts. And you'd like, yep. look up what's coming to nine thirty club. It was like me and Gasser and some other people and we were like, "Oh, BC Boys are coming." It was the Check Your Head tour, and it was oh, advertised man. at the gym. And we were like, the gym. We we're like, oh, that must be like a new new club or something. So we uh-huh. bought tickets, and then we looked up directions in one of those like, you know, maps you get the, the Rand McNally atlases you would get at Seven Eleven. You know, you yes, look up the yes, yes. Um, and we drove it's there. Cool. And it was the Lee District Rec Center in Alexandria, and it was in the ba- it was in the gym, it was in the basketball court, and it was like a high school dance where they pushed the bleachers back and rolled out that like plastic stuff over the basket, put the baskets up,
2: uh-huh. and
1: we saw the BC boys there. It was like literally like you know a 200-person gym, um, so that was both both surprising and memorable. So that, that that's be that really, one is yeah. so
0: much better than any. Yeah, I I couldn't yeah. really think of any like particularly great ones for me i i know that you and i both saw we saw jack johnson at iota yeah in arlington and that was like very early in the jack johnson you know well
1: it was first him showing a movie that he had directed a surf movie yes followed by a concert
0: yes <laughs> yeah and I, my recollection is very fuzzy of that um i think I, I think you also were there i know rich was we went to uh what made me laugh was when I saw Isbell respond to this tweet was we saw Jason Isbell at the rock and roll hotel. Um, In the oh,
1: in street. Yeah.
0: Yeah. In the be- Like when he had been kicked out of drive by truckers and was mm-hmm. still very much not sober. Mm-hmm. Um, Like the first solo album. Um, But we were like, I, I mean, there had to be like 30 people in that downstairs. You know, I remember that downstairs room yeah. was there. Like it was really mm-hmm. small. Like we were against the bar on the left, which was basically on the stage. Like, um, which seems funny now, you know, in hindsight. I don't think I have any other. Think I of, saw I, Ben.
1: I saw Ben Folds in a okay. church at Emory.
0: Oh, that's they, oh. There you go. Yeah.
1: They have, they've got like a big spring. They do because they don't have football. Uh-huh. They do like a big homecoming concert and then they do a spring concert and it's just you know, whatever, you pay an ungodly amount of money and tuition there. So you get to go to these concerts for free. You don't yeah. need to go pay through UREC or whatever, or um, UPB. Uh-huh. But we waited in line, and, like, they normally have them outside, but because it's so humid there in the spring and he plays uh-huh. the piano, he wouldn't play outside, you know, it would mess up his oh, piano. Yeah. So they put him in the church on campus, and we all just kind of packed him to the pews, and he played a, a full show. It was kind of neat.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I got to see Rhiannon Giddens at UNCG. So she's from Greensboro mm-hmm. and did some like UNCG, basically some like, you know, very, I don't know, VIP type events around the, they hosted the uh, Smithsonian Folk Festival for a couple of years.
1: Oh, and uh, that was amazing.
0: really cool. I yeah. think You and I, I think saw, we saw, John Popper come out and appear at the Bayou say, with Pat McGee. With Pat what? McGee. Played the whole, yeah. played with like the whole multiple set. harmonicas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, I was trying to think of I, yeah, I don't know of anything. That might, yeah, that was a really funny one. I'm just glad to talk about the Bayou again. But um Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was when we were in college, I think. It but, was. It was. Yeah.
1: It was I think it was like it might have been a winter break.
0: Yeah. So those are all Oh, this was a fun question though. I, I like that. If we think of any more, we're just getting so old. I don't even, I'm like what the memory's going. Yeah. The memory's going too. Yeah. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So oh, but that was fun. So Rob, that's all I got tonight. Anything else from you?
1: No, nah, we, we don't need to talk about Julius Wells and his incapability of, of stopped, them. The fact that he just can't stop talking for his own good. No. Have you, have you read any of his quotes? I have not, no. Uh, I'm
0: glad to say you're I was. You're,
1: you're, you're yeah. better off having not read them. Just continue I, to root for him and wish him well. But he's doing himself no favors. With He's got a very large group of fans from JMU who want to support him very much at USC. Uh-huh. And he's doing everything he can to make it difficult. <laughs> oh,
0: got it. Yeah.
1: Just I mean, God bless him. He's, it's a good move. It makes a lot of sense. I understand where he's going catch passes from Spencer Radler versus QBG. But like just talking about how it was too easy for him at Jamie when he dominated and uh, his, his teammates and coaches are just so much better and there's better smoothies. Uh, and it's just like uh, it's just, just, just play
0: football and be happy. I want cheer for you on Sunday, well, someday. Yeah, you know? First of all, I'm glad you, I'm glad I'm now aware that it's Antoine Wells and not Julius Wells. Oh yeah, I was very confused. I was like, "Oh no, what happened to Julia Wells? Oh no, that my bad. All right, Um, but yes, no, I I have been. I I have to say, Rob, I did. We 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 went on a a, an actual vacation um, Mm -hmm. for a good portion of last week, and I have to say, I was.
2: uh,
0: It it was like both. It was both wonderful and terrible to be like totally out of the loop last week. Um, You know, there was a part of me that felt very guilty. For not like following along, but also part of me that was like, oh, no, blissfully crazy. unaware of the world world events, much less like former JMU transfer wide receivers.
1: Like, oh, it's right. this is the best time to do that. Well, yeah. I was off the grid. I was yeah. in the middle of Utah backcountry mm-hmm. when the official announcement for the Sun Belt came back. Oh so yeah, you are. Yeah.
0: Well, that I, I was cell on-
1: service driving down the highway for like three miles, and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, and then it was gone again for three days. <laughs>
0: Oh, so coincidentally i was in utah last week and um i guess we should remember this in the future that if the jamie sports blog goes to utah um stuff something happens. something to, something major is gonna happen yes yeah like, yeah and, and we should be aware it. we'll we'll be prepared for that in the future but yeah no i was uh yeah no same thing i no i i, I have not seen that and i'm glad i haven't um Good luck. Antoine Wells, I'm sorry. Antoine sorry. Wells, yeah. No, let, not, let him not go. Not be be Do whatever you want to do, I, I guess. Um, I mean, I get it. it we'd like to root God, but just, That's what stinks, right? But Is, just at a certain point, like, he did dominate, and that's great. But
1: And he deserves a lot of credit. The guy clearly worked hard. He's got a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. But he also was a completely overlooked recruit who came to JMU, played with a quarterback who set all sorts of records, played mm-hmm. with a coach who has done nothing but take these – Wide receivers and turn them into stars. You know, you've got Thornton, you've got Pope, you've got Wells. Like at a certain point, I I think the guy. And to be fair, he was probably trying to say, "Hey, I'm looking for the next challenge." That's great. He just went about it the wrong way, and it just rather than talking about how he was trying to take on something new, he talked about how everything he's leaving behind was beneath it. Is how it came across. I'm going to give him benefit out and say that's just youth not really a great public speaker not thinking um mm-hmm. but it would be nice if the guy said like hey look you know i, I went there my coaches i had a lot of improvement and now i'm ready to take the next step just some acknowledgement that you know yeah. cole johnson was dropping those balls in pretty nice yeah uh, coach Signetti, really you know had an eye for you and talent and got you on the field and got you the ball and you took advantage of it you know like good fortune is when luck meets opportunity type thing. But just acknowledge that, hey, you had a good run. You had some great teammates and great coaches. If you want to try something new, God bless. We're all going to cheer for you. Yes. Um, to a point. But then it's just
0: certain times, just no comment or talk about how excited you are about the future. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and actually one more, um, we'll end on a high note here, but uh, I did see D'Angelo Amos, former Duke, um, got picked up by the Toronto Argonauts in the CFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and looks like he's going to get a real chance there. I mean, he had kind of like a cup of coffee, I think, with the NFL. He had like a, a Lions invite at one point, like a tryout type thing. Yeah, yeah. last year. But um, this looks like a real, you know, a real opportunity, um, and like he might get to play. So that'll be kind of fun to watch as the summer comes along. So uh, good luck to him. Another another transfer, but uh, under. Mm, eh, different circumstances, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so. anyways, Rob, I will be looking forward to talking to you and we'll talk to the guys. We might be talking to the guys from the Thursday night podcast, um, Georgia State folks. I, I have to say, Rob, this well, one thing going to next week, it's kind of fun, right? We, um, this is this feels Georgia State in a weird way is a once in future, once in future friend, right? Um, there's a couple of guys that we've never stopped following from Georgia state from their brief stint in the CAA, um, who are still doing really good work, uh, covering Georgia state now. So looking forward to maybe catching up with a couple of them. So that'll be fun. Uh, It should, it should, it'll, it'll be fun.
1: Get to know some of these guys and, you know, build some, some new rivalries.
0: Yeah. And we'll see, They, they do have, um, selection Sunday coming up on Sunday now. So, uh, you know, hopefully they're won't projected to, to be a 16
1: seed. Lenardi, they released. are. It's a, yeah, yeah. 16 seed. Um, Lenardi has them up against Kansas, but a
0: lot can change in the next six days. Yeah. I just hope they get, I, I mean, like, like we always have been through with the CAA. I, I hope they're not in the uh, play-in game. You know, I hope they get to play Kansas. <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, Rob, I will talk to you next week one way or the other. Yeah. Have a good week, everybody. All right. Go Dukes.
2: The call came in this morning like a thief in the night turn dark as hell there in the sun sweet light This ain't nothing like I have been told Coffee in my cup's not even cold Coffee in my cup's not even cold It hit me hard but I felt it yet It's kind of like a summer storm that you just don't expect It's crazy how fast a faithful heart can lose its hope If the cigarette I'm holding ain't been smoked The coffee in my cup's not even cold Everything is different Everything has changed I must have been a fool To think things would stay the same The only thing that's certain Is this old world keeps turning And you realize that you've been left behind I don't ever want to hear this song again You were here the moment it began The melody forever will remain And the song ain't even sung its last refrain